0: Welcome to the NFL
1: Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams.
2: Hello and welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I am Aeneas Williams, Pro Bowl linebacker and NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner. Thomas Davis. So after making you finally recover, then you make the Pro Bowl? Yes. What was that like? So for me, as a player, you know, you
1: kind of feel like you have years where, okay, I'm I'm gonna make it this year. And it don't it never happens. Correct. You know, it never happens. You know, but even before the Pro Bowl, you know, the most amazing thing that that for me as a player that, that happened before that was winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Mm. You know, that happened before I ever made the Pro Bowl. And um, to that point, that was the, and even after making the Pro Bowl, you know, that was the the greatest thing that I've ever received, you know, as a the player. The Walt, Walt, Walter Payton, Walter Payton Man, Man of the Year, of the Year, of the Award. Year Award. Because when you you look at what their 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 award represents you know the the body of work that you do as a player off on the field, field. All, along with the work that you do on the field i mean off the field i mean I, it it absolutely meant the world to me for us to be able to be recognized for the work that we that we were doing in the community but um understanding and getting to know um Walter's family and get to know his mm-hmm. legacy and the the mm-hmm. work that he was doing off the field, man. It, it definitely um, was a huge honor. Um, just knowing the lives that we've changed over mm-hmm. the years and seeing the growth of the kids and the and the families that we work with um, definitely has has meant the world to us. Um, but to be able to go from from those Look, dark I mean, days,
2: I want to I want to stay here for a second with the Walter Payton Man of the Year award you mentioned earlier so going through what you went through your adversity having you and your wife this clarity do you think you would have been just as passionate about the work in the community off the field prior to the adversity you had been
1: through i we we were always passionate about doing the work that we were that we were doing in the community mm-hmm. you know simply because of my upbringing okay because of the way, you know, I watched my mom struggle to raise me and my sister. But I think, you know, during that time, God provided more time for us to be able to do the work. Gotcha. You know, it's it's harder to do all of the things that we wanted to do when you're actively playing Mm -hmm. and you have all of these obligations from a football standpoint. And, you know life really slowed down at that point and I was able to really dive in and, and just pour back into those families and those kids that we were working with so it, it, it was it was a great time and we, we made
2: the best of a really trying time I said how how did you have the clarity to know what areas of the community because as a player you can go into a lot of directions in terms of the community uh, outreach and the thing, the work that you're doing how did you decide? Okay, this is the yeah. just the I, area I want to focus on.
1: You know, I decided simply based on, you know, how I grew up. You know, I grew up one of those kids, in, um, you know, on government assistance, just, like I said, watching my mom struggle, knowing that there are a ton of mothers in, in single-parent mm-hmm. households that are struggling the same way that my mom did, and knowing that there are kids that, you know, go to school without school supplies. Mm. You know, not because they just want to go to school and, and and not have the things that they need, but simply because their their mom can't provide for them. Right. You know, there are kids that go to school, you know, with clothes that are that are not up to par with some of the other kids. There are kids that wake up on Christmas morning and don't have Christmas gifts. You know there are kids that go to go to sleep at night with an empty belly. You know, we we understand and know what that feeling is like. So I don't, I want to make sure that as long as I'm in this space and as long as I can provide and help provide for as many people, as many kids as I possibly can, I mm-hmm. want to do that. And I've always been passionate about doing that. That's why I started my foundation at an early age. You know, exactly. 2008 was when we really started our foundation and we started doing a ton of work in the community. and. Over the years, it just continued to grow. We continued to dive in it um, more and more. I found a great group of board members that were on board to help me out. Um, Nobody gets paid a single dime within our organization. Mm. My wife is the executive director, so every single dime that we're able to bring in goes directly back back to the families. And, you know, it just makes everything so much more easier to be able to have like-minded people around us that want to see these kids excel, that want to see these um, families' lives changed, and um, they're all for giving and doing whatever they can to make sure that that happens.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, 36?
2: 36 years old. New team. New team. Hmm. New city. Totally different coast. Yes. L.A. Chargers. Tell us about this experience. This experience has has been very
1: humbling. You know, you get so comfortable um, being in a situation, you know, being in Carolina for 14 consecutive years, never playing for another team, never imagining I would ever play for another team. You know, for me, it was all about, you know, starting and finishing my career in Carolina. But when when the time came for the decision to be made, I wasn't ready to be done with the game. I didn't feel like you know, I didn't feel like I didn't have anything left to offer the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a passion and a um, desire that, to continue to play. And once Carolina made the decision that they wanted to go in a different direction, you know, I kind of left my name out there to, to figure out if there were any teams mm-hmm. willing to to give me a shot. And I, have a, I had a few teams interested, and the Chargers were a team that I felt like were a couple of players away right. from winning it all. So when when the charges came about, it was a no-brainer for me. I didn't really think about, you know, how far away it was or mm-hmm. how big of a transition that it was gonna be for my family and my kids.
2: It was, this is where I need to be. And then you and I talked earlier, you said by this being so far from the family, you brought the whole family.
1: Yes. Everybody's. Everybody's. In why everybody. was that
2: important, and why would you recommend that to other current players? You know, I. I, I have think children. it was important for me because
1: you know my kids were older kids, and um, they had never been away from dad. You know, wow. and I didn't want them to be in a situation where they had to live without me being around, mm-hmm. or they had to go to school and come home and dad not be home. You know, dad be a thousand miles away you know, living on the, on the West Coast, living in a different time zone. So now I get out of work and it's time for them to go to bed. So I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I didn't change up that family dynamic. Gotcha. Um, keeping my kids close to me. And I just felt like for their maturation and for, you know, my sanity, you know, it was important for me to keep my family dynamic together.
2: We're recording this in November 2019. You're 14 years in. 15. I'm sorry, 15 years you can't in. Can't slap me out yeah, of Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People do that to me as well. How much longer are you going to do this? You know,
1: I, I still, I'm still super passionate about this game. You know, I love being able to go in the locker room week in and week out. Um, I love preparing for the games on Sundays and and competing with my teammates and you know right now my body feels good and feel like I'm year to year and um, you're playing you're playing well I feel like I'm playing pretty well <laughs> right. right now you know it, it takes some time getting adjusted to a, to a different style of defense mm-hmm. you know I, I will say that it took me a little time to get adjusted to um, this cover three scheme that that Gus has us in and not really being able to play downhill as a linebacker. Um, was a huge transition for okay. me. You know, I'm, I have weak hook responsibilities as an outside linebacker in this defense, and you know, quite frankly, it's a pop pop mentality instead you know, of a read and react downhill. But you know, as the weeks have gone on, man, I've I've gotten really comfortable playing in this style of defense. And for me as a player, I just I just
2: want to play this game until the passion is not burning inside of me anymore. You and I talked about something earlier. You've had the unique challenge of what we call old school when you came in. Yes, sir. Now we got new school, and you've had the unique experience of seeing the transition. Yes. Talk about that. You know,
1: the the transition, you know, from when I first came into the league um, to where we are now with the new CBA, I think, has allowed guys to play a lot longer. Mm -hmm. You're going to see guys playing this game a lot longer than than. Um, some of the guys in the past played.
2: And healthier when they. F- and, and leave and the absolutely game. healthier
1: yeah. because the league is transitioning to a, a, a much healthier league. You mm-hmm. know, they're taking the helmet out of the game. And I think that's important with all of the new information that we've received about concussions and um, all of that stuff that, that really goes into to a player being healthy, you know, having extra days off, you know, during training camp, not going 2 days like we used to in the past when I first came into the league. So why would you ever hang them up? Exactly. I mean, you know, that's, that's one of those things. Like, as long as your body can still perform at an optimal level, I think when you look at these young kids that are coming to the league now, though, the league is definitely getting bigger, faster, stronger, man. you So see, they are bigger. Oh, these kids are definitely bigger, faster, and stronger, man. But at the same time, you know, that's always been my gauge, though. You know, I kind of I see how I stack up versus some of the younger guys. Gotcha. How I'm able to run, how I'm able to um, react, and how... I'm able to to really cover some of the offensive guys that come into this league, and
2: as long as I still can do that, I want to still be a part of it. So, as a legend, have you have you thought about what would you do as a legend? Because I hear somebody at the league office got off got a position for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
1: I, I I keep my options open. You know, for me, once that day comes, you know, I I really just hope that there are a ton of opportunities that I can decide on once I'm done playing this game. You know, that's, that's the ultimate goal, you know, as a player to be wanted once you're done with this game. If you, if you set yourself up and you've done things the right way throughout your career, you're going to have opportunities. And it's all
2: about being wanted for me as a player. Final question. What's it been like being a leader in a locker room when you talk about these young guys? What is it like being a leader today?
1: You know, for me, I, I fully embraced the role of, of leadership. You know, I, I came into the league and I was fortunate enough to be on a team that had a ton of veteran players. You know, I had a ton of guys that showed me the way. Um, I had Mike Rucker, I had Mike Minner, I had Julius Peppers, I had Steve Smith, Jake wow. DeLong. You know, I, I had a, a number of guys that really showed me how to do things the right way. You know, not to mention John Casey who was a Georgia guy that that really poured into my life Mm. to make sure that I knew how to do things the right way, when to do it, and why I was doing it. I think I would be remiss if I didn't show these young guys the same thing that was poured into
2: me. So I fully embraced the leadership role. Um, But it's a little different because look how many leaders you mentioned in your locker room when you came. Right. Versus, you don't have you don't you have, don't have the older guys. that many older guys. Exactly. So, so that's why I was asking, how much of, is it? Even more? Do you feel even more pressure to be be a leader with so many young guys?
1: I, I don't look at it. As, I don't look at it as being pressured. I Like I said, I fully embrace it because I I I, I think that I would be missing the mark if I didn't pour into these guys' life. Gotcha. If I didn't. If I didn't tell them. If I didn't show them. If I didn't help them the way that I was helped when I came into the league, I'm doing them a disservice. If I didn't tell them about the importance of of doing things the right way off the field, mm-hmm. if I didn't tell them about the importance of saving your money, that this that it doesn't last forever, mm-hmm. especially living in California with paying the taxes <laughs> that they have to pay right now. Like, like I just feel like being in these locker room settings are are important times for, for growth for these younger guys. And it's important for, you know, not only for you to lead from a vocal standpoint, but by doing it also by example. Exemple. For guys to be able to see the things that you're doing, whether it's something as small as always running to the ball or always running off the field. Like just showing guys right. those things that, you know, that people take for granted is small things, But it ultimately teaches discipline. It ultimately ultimately teaches guys the importance of doing the small things that ultimately can turn into big things that could lead to winning games
2: or losing games. Thomas, it's been great podcast, man. I appreciate it. And finish up strong, continue to be that leader. You guys have had so many injuries. Yes, sir. But it's been great watching you and you carrying a torch that a lot of uh, what we call old schoolers uh, love because you get a chance to influence the new schoolers. And uh, this podcast has been f- excellent. Uh, thanks, Thank you guys for listening, and uh, the best is yet to come. Absolutely. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you. that has been awesome, man.
1: This has been the NFL Legends podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends@nfl.com.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring